What up, everybody? We're live. Episode 18, Latino Free Minds. I hope everyone had a good week. Uh, we're getting toward the end of, of this week, so, you know, work's been pretty busy, staying consistent. How, how's everything been for you? Good. Um, month ends are always busy for me, so um, starting off this week, a little bit more, um, I don't know, not relaxed, but uh, less... Um, Less um, pressure, I guess, is the best way to put it, but everything's okay. good. Yeah. yeah, it's like when you get rid of that, it's kind of like that uh, unnecessary stress. Yeah. For, you know, someone, you would you would hope someone else got it, right? Like, that help you need. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, not to sound like complaining, it's just like different levels to each uh, a month, you know? Yeah. For, for me, at least in what I do, the end of the month, uh, if we don't prepare right, um, we kind of put ourselves in a tough situation at the end of the month. So it kind of builds up a little bit, but I'm not complaining. Uh, glad to have work kicking ass. Uh, so <laughs> exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Um, no, I've been talking about the CPR trainings I'm doing. Got one, oh, yeah. got one more tomorrow and uh, one more on Tuesday and then done for a while. Yeah. So. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Finally getting over that. I can focus for, on regular for stuff. For a couple of years. Yeah, for a couple of years. So, I mean, it's a good, uh, what do you call it? It's a good skill to have, right? To be able to train people on that, but also to do them all, like, so consecutively. It's not that fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your your arms are shot or what? From... <laughs> My elbows, I wake up like this. <laughs> <laughs> You're locked up. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, I mean, uh, it's good, though. It's good. Um, so, you know, since uh, the last time we were on here with Peter, uh, we'd have we had a couple of things come up uh, as far as like. How could I put it? Things that we've spoken about and kind of. Would you call it proving our point? Yeah, in a sense, it, right? It's uh, validating. What we've yeah. been talking about, mm -hmm. I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah, because you know, especially especially when we we've been talking about you know our kids and and what we do to to raise them and being the influence, knowing our kids and all that stuff, and you know, one of the key points that that uh, you had brought up, it was either our first or second episode, was how when people say um, you're belong to the community right and you know you clarified it's not belonging it's being a part of a community right <clears throat> so we kind of well we didn't kind of the 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 president joe biden had a he had said something where it was kind of the opposite of that so you know i'll play it right now and then that way you know could react to it after Rebecca put a teacher's creed into words when she said, there's no such thing as someone else's child. No such thing as someone else's child. Our nation's children are all our children. So, yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? Our, our nation's children are all our children. So in other words, they belong to the community. They don't belong to the parents. Yeah. Um, if you notice, politicians are the ones that are saying that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Kamala Harris and other politicians have used, you know, words like that. They've used language like that where they try to brainwash us into thinking that our kids aren't our kids. You know, that what they're trying to tell us is that they know best as far as, you know, what they should be learning, what they should be teaching them and what their morals should be. Mm-hmm. That's what the when they use that language psychologically, that's what they're trying to tell us and program yeah. us. And that's what they're telling the kids. So that, you know, we hear that in the news, we hear it from people that are in a position of power and our kids are learning that as they go to school. How many times have you heard? Ah, ama, apa, ustedes no saben como funcionan las cosas uh, hoy en día. Sí. And in other words, you know, the, the kids are telling the, the parents, you don't know how things work these days. Like you're, you're old school, you're old, you're out of touch. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, you know, how it is today. Yeah. So they're hitting us from all angles, man. We're, we're taking fire from all angles. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's the thing, right? And then it's also like, okay, another way you could put it too is like the, your kids belong to the government. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And but it's a subtle way of saying yeah, that. Yeah. So when you when you say it blunt like that, people parents would have a defensive uh, posture to that. They'd be mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, excuse me, what did you say? But when they go, Oh, you know, they belong to the community, they're a part of the community. And then now he took it a little st- step further, you know, with that language that he just used, those words mm-hmm. that he used right now. Mm-hmm. So you know, I go back to what, you know, we had talked about. Most politicians have a a, a lawyer background. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're good with their rhetoric. They're good with their words. They, they're they very strategic in the way that they present things. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. They, they, it's just, you know, it's, it's funny because like, like I said before, how we talked about it and then Actually, hearing him say that—that's—I was like going, like you said, that validation, right? That you know is exactly what we talked about, and then you know the president goes out and says that, and and yeah, and if people aren't paying attention to that, that little—it's that subtle, right? That subtle message of they're not yours, they're ours. I mean, little by little, it's like they're planting seeds, right? That will eventually normalize that government dependency right because i think that's what you know that's obviously that's to me that's the goal right for people to be depending on the government and the government you know the communist communism right yeah. the government makes everybody equal and it just it takes away the people's purpose i don't know you know you know what i mean yeah the, of the family too so the family, the person, and, you know, it's like a domino effect. You got to, you got to start somewhere to knock down the family. Yeah. Well, and that's like straight up, straight up removing the parents then. Right. Yeah, breaking up the family right there. So, you know, it, it's, you know, we got to, as, as parents, you know, as people of this country, we, we have to, you know, stay on top of that, be aware of those kind of things. Because, you know, we, 
I'm pretty sure everyone as a parent, right, loves their child, wants the best for their child. And, you know, any responsible parent would want to make the decisions for their child, right? Because they're they're young, their their minds aren't fully formed, and you know, they, they're not they can't fend for themselves, and you're not gonna let somebody else raise them, right? And it's it's a tough battle because it's like we said before, it's everywhere, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can apply, oh man, you can apply that to so many different scenarios. Um, we can use the example of, okay, so um, my kids are a little bit older now, actually a lot older now. <laughs> um, one of them is married. So you you think about this, okay? So you have your kids and you're trying to do a good job as a parent and you really don't know if you're doing a good job until they're kind of grown. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's with you, the person that cares about them the most, like, you know, any parent would say that they would do anything for their kid. Right. Yeah. But imagine leaving that responsibility to someone else. Someone you don't know. Exactly. And, and having the trust that they're making the best decisions with their interest at heart. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, if you haven't, if you ask anybody, that's, they're going to say that they wouldn't trust very many people. <laughs> no, I mean, they're trying to make us believe that, you know, they know best. <laughs> yeah. And all they care about is, um, you know, we talked about it with Peter. Why Why do politicians want to stay in, in power? Mm-hmm. It's like to continue to have that control, that power. That it, it For them, it's a, a livelihood. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a job. So some of them, you know, take the job on to do the right thing. Right. But, you know, we, we know that they're morally bankrupt. They don't, you know, they don't have any good values. They... They've been caught doing so many uh, bad things, you know, that only benefit them. So why in the world would we trust them? We shouldn't, right? And and that and that's kind of plays into, you know, the schools, right? And and how it's it's tied in. Um, you know, uh, you have that audio clip, and I have the video clip. So I don't know if you want to play that one first, and then we'll we'll. Uh, react to it and then I'll play that video but just to kind of like what we're talking about is is trusting these unknown people with your kids and whether it's at school uh you know where else would you have your kids uh you know sometimes family cuz not not all family members are you know aligned with yeah so and and things that you know political um, not just political, but like moral positions, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. t- in today's day and age. Yeah. So, you know, and, I, and before I played, I was talking, we were talking about this a little bit with Peter on the last episode. And I was kind of bringing it up is that the point that I was trying to make in, in that conversation was that um, people aren't awake, right? Mm-hmm. 
And the point that I was trying to make is that the reason that they're not awake is because in in school you have um, decision makers, you know, as far as the curriculum goes and the teachers and all the way from the top to the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not teaching the kids um, how to think freely and how uh, the government actually works. And it's for and, and that's the point that I was trying to make which puts everybody in a disadvantage because, you know, they're again, manipulating you into one direction. So if you don't really understand how the system works, you are going to be manipulated. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the, 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 the point that I was trying to make in, in the last episode. So yeah. I'm going to play this clip of Donald Trump and, um, what he says he's going to do when he becomes president again in 2024. So this is uh, his uh, mission. For many years, tuition costs at colleges and universities have been exploding. And I mean, absolutely exploding. While academics have been obsessed with indoctrinating America's youth, The time has come to reclaim our once great educational institutions from the radical left, and we will do that. Our secret weapon will be the college accreditation system. It's called accreditation for a reason. The accreditors are supposed to ensure that schools are not ripping off students and taxpayers, but they have failed totally. When I return to the White House, I will fire the radical left accreditors that have allowed our colleges to become dominated by Marxist maniacs and lunatics. We will then accept applications for new accreditors who will impose real standards on colleges once again and once and for all. These standards will include defending the American tradition and Western civilization, protecting free speech, eliminating wasteful administrative positions that drive up costs incredibly, removing all Marxist diversity, equity, and inclusion bureaucrats, offering options for accelerated and low-cost degrees, providing meaningful job placement and career services, and implementing college entrance and exit exams to prove that students are actually learning and getting their money's worth. Furthermore, I will direct the Department of Justice to pursue federal civil rights cases against schools that continue to engage in racial discrimination and schools that persist in explicit unlawful discrimination under the guise of equity will not only have their endowments taxed, but through budget reconciliation, I will advance a measure to have them fined up to the entire amount of their endowment. A portion of the seized funds will then be used as restitution for victims of these illegal and unjust policies, policies that hurt our country so badly. Colleges have gotten hundreds of billions of dollars from hardworking taxpayers, and now we are going to get this anti-American insanity out of our institutions once and for all. We are going to have real education in America. Thank you. Well, I mean, I... I I don't hear nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? Um, that <clears throat> with what he said right there, mm-hmm. 
you know, people, when they're problem solving, they always go for the root cause, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what the approach should be. Right. To me, that's the root cause. Oh, yeah. It's it's that education right there. Mm-hmm. So just imagine um, we start off with that education, right? We start shaking up, um, you know, the staff, you know, the people that are funding certain curriculums and, you know, the direction that a college is going into and just in this example. So I don't think it's going to, he was just specifically talking about colleges, but it's not going to just start and end there. If he's talking about colleges, it's going to trickle down to, you know, public education. Oh yeah. um, I think that's the root root cause right there. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree with you a hundred percent because that's right now. That's where, like we were talking about earlier, like you leave your kid at the school for six hours with, you know, six, eight hours with someone you don't know. You don't know what their personal beliefs are, what kind of agenda they have. Right. You know, schools don't want to share curriculums and stuff like that. So that's a that's an easy target. It's it's a young mind that's impressionable. And again, I think we had said it before. You get you get 12 years. 12, 13 years with these kids. And, you know, by the time they're out, they're, they're a whole nother, they have a whole nother belief system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and, and yeah, and, and a lot of the stuff today is, is more Marxist communist type of stuff that is being pushed as equality, right. Or fairness or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, but you know, that's kind of similar to the, to the other clip that I have here. Like I could play that one and then, um, and then we can continue. You can't teach the Bible, but you can teach children that America is evil and that men can get pregnant. A man can get pregnant. Can't even talk about the Bible. You would not trust these people to babysit your children for 20 minutes. And why should we then? Let them educate millions of American students six hours a day, year after year after year. Whatever it takes, the conservative movement must liberate America's children from the captivity of these Marxist teachers' unions. What they're doing to our children and to our country is incredible. I mean, if you're paying attention, you can't argue that. I don't know. What do you think? No, and it goes back to the same thing is that what is the agenda at the schools? Mm-hmm. You know, it's um, is it actually learning something educational or is it trying to mold uh, your belief system? I would say right now, mold your belief system. We how does how does school fit in to that? I don't know, man. I don't know where I got to put this. I feel like the school system, even when I was in it, you know, you noticed it was declining. Right. And, 
and I kind of saw that. Like I wasn't fully paying attention then, but I kind of knew like I this the school system like isn't isn't the best, you know? Because I think I said it before, it's not really preparing you for for the real world like out of high school, right? Like if you didn't get into a college or anything like that, like what do you do? You know what I mean? Like if that makes sense. I'll be bold enough to say that it doesn't prepare you. It's not set up to prepare you. Period. Yeah. Yeah. I want you know, I challenge a teacher to come in and and say that it it is preparing you for the real real world. I don't mm-hmm. I don't think it is at all whatsoever. No. I went to um um parent teacher meeting uh, with my son when he was going he was going to be a freshman uh, at a charter school, right? Mm-hmm. High yeah. school. And um they were talking about how they were going to prepare them um, to go to college. And um, you know how if they could take uh, college courses there and they could, you know, graduate with an associate's degree and all kinds of different things like that. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm going, isn't that the goal for every high school? Like, so you're telling me that if I go to a public uh, high school, um, that that isn't their goal. Why are they talking about it, you know, and building it up? It's like what they were talking about is what should be the goal for every public school, every public high school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I started, you know, asking questions and stuff like that. And it's like, no, that isn't the goal. That is not what they talk about going in uh, as a freshman. It's just probably just to graduate. Maybe that's what their goal is, is just to graduate, just Mm -hmm. enough to graduate. Or maybe not even to graduate because – you know, if they're not able to, um, if, if their graduate numbers, and someone can correct me, is, you know, for a public high school, if their graduation numbers aren't that great, maybe they get more funding. Maybe that's their whole deal is that they need more funding. They get more money. Well, I mean, if, if that's the case, it should be reversed, right? If, if you aren't graduating, you're not getting money. And... And that's kind of what Trump was talking about. Is yeah. parents are getting ripped off. We pay taxes. We're the ones paying for it. It's coming yeah. out of our pocket. Yeah, I think last time I checked, right? It's your here in California, it's your property taxes that goes towards the schools. So, you know, everybody that owns property is paying taxes on that property here in the state. And this state has some of the highest taxes. So for our schools to be as crappy as they are, you know, yeah, someone we're, we're getting robbed, right? It's like taxation without representation there because I don't see the school system doing any better with all the money being, uh, you know, used, uh, supposedly being used for it. And, and kind of to the, to the point you were making, it's like the, the, the teachers unions, I feel like they're more concerned, not about the success or the preparedness of the student but they're more about like, okay, what can we get for the teachers? You know what I mean? It's not, I mean, they have a lot of sway, it seems, these teacher unions. So, you know, they're always going on strike because they want better benefits. You know, they want better pay, this and that and this and that. But it's like, well, you want all that stuff, like you're supposed to get rewarded when you're doing well. It's like people want all that extra you know, if 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 I if I have a job and I'm not doing my job and, you know, I'm 
putting in the bare minimum, why would I be expecting a substantial raise or a promotion? You know what I mean? I wouldn't because I didn't earn it. And that's, that's what these teachers unions to me have kind of messed up is some of these teachers aren't earning all these things that they're fighting for. Yeah. The system needs to get shaken up. And I think that's, um, that's what Trump is putting down right there. That's, I think that's the message that he's um, putting down. So, you know, can't wait for 2024. I mean, I don't want the time to go by fast. Time goes by fast enough already, but (laughs) you know, when that time comes, can't, can't wait for, for it to happen. So we'll see, we'll see, we'll see what develops, but I think that's what the message is. I think he's going to hit the nail on the head if this happens. Yeah. You know what, man? Like, it's like, I want like an honest debate. I don't want these moderators that are super to one side, super to the other. It's like, dude, give us, because, you know, theoretically, the president's supposed to represent everybody, right? Or have the best interests of everybody, not just their party. Um, You know, you would hope, at least when it came to these debates, um, they did have someone you know, they try to keep the moderators really balanced, not just, you know, what, what we, especially the last ones, they were really swayed to one side. And I don't know, I think I had seen something that they don't even want Biden debating. Um, I don't know if it was presidential debates or whoever in the DNC is challenging him. So mm-hmm. they just kind of want to roll with Biden and, and uh, just keep it at that. Well, you know why? Part of it is because what's that? Um, um, the Kennedy, he's he's running for presidency, and he's talking about holding um, the Justice Department, FBI accountable, and and all kinds of different. You know, um, um, with the whole COVID situation, he wants to hold all the FDA. And all these other agencies accountable, you know, for the mistakes that they have made. So now there's rumblings that, you know, they're admitting that they made errors on that side. They don't want the everyday citizen hearing this, especially if they lean towards the left. You know, someone from the left saying that there was, you know, some sort of manipulation of data or whatever the case may be, whatever they're you know, willing or have the the courage to come out and say, you mm-hmm. know, that it, that is true. They don't want those regular Joes listening to that message. So <laughs> well, guess what? They're going to shut them up. Why do you think they're getting rid of um, certain um, shows, you know, Tucker, mm-hmm. um, Bongino, all kinds of different popular TV hosts? Yeah. I mean, and I didn't, and I didn't get the clip just to kind of show people the. It's like who was it? AOC? What'd she say? She's made a video. Basically, she was happy Tucker was gone, and I think the, her key point was uh, deep deep platforming works. So <laughs> you, you have a a, a government uh, representative publicly supporting anti. First Amendment actions. 
You know what I mean? Celebrating it. So, you know, just think of that. <laughs> Can you say communism? Right, right. So, you know, I, we, were, we were talking about uh, Biden, right? And uh, him not wanting to debate. So, mm-hmm. you know, I just kind of, I, I think this, this clip is important because I think a lot of us have been saying this, that Joe Biden isn't the one running the country. There's, there's other people behind the scenes. So, you know, this is from, from his voice directly. So I'll just play this. By the way, the one thing I thought when I got to be president, I get to give orders. But I take more orders than I ever did. And you're right. Babe. What's your name? <laughs> you know what I mean? Who's running the country? <laughs> <sighs> I mean, a lot of these. Oh uh, man, when I hear when I hear them talk, they were telling you earlier. It's like, oh, you said it. You're like, it's, it's comical. It's like watching comedy, uh, and it is. It is like if it's you're that TV show. <laughs> like I, it, the TV show is so bad, I wouldn't even watch it. It's yeah. like that bad. Oh man, it's crazy. But you know, to to, to get back to the. The initial point is, yeah, you know, the, these schools don't have our kids' best interest. Um, you know, they're, they have agendas and they're, they're making these kids, you know, in, in, in when they grow up to be, honestly, like hate the country, you know, like, or really have a real disdain for it because all they're hearing is, the negative, right? The, if you want to call it the negative side of history, um, that, right? Like they'll, they'll hear about uh, slavery and who was a slave owner and, you know, we're on stolen land and, you know, whatever, whatever narrative or whatever saying you hear from, from these woke young adults nowadays, it's like all the little kids are, are going exactly through that too. Um, and I think that's the thing. It's like when when you want them, it's like they're manipulating history, right? To exclude that, you know, this country, even though it's gone through some things and, you know, probably got better, you know, learn for the better. Like they don't they don't show that part. It's just like, no, they did this. So this country's bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, they're they're not even good liars. They're you know, there there's clips of um, you know, like Gore saying that you know in ten years you know um, the sea level is going to rise and all these ocean uh, front properties are going to be underwater. New York's going to be underwater. Florida is going to be underwater. California is going to break off, and you know the coast is and all these things but the the thing about time is it's kind of crazy is that um it it reveals the truth so all yeah. these you know they they always say in 10 to 15 years something's going to happen well the 10 and 15 years pass by and it doesn't happen and there's a clip going around in Instagram about this guy I don't know who he is but um 
he's talking about um, banks and mortgages. And it's like, if it was true that the sea level was going to rise and all these, you know, all this land was going to be submerged in water, mm-hmm. they wouldn't be given, the banks wouldn't given, be giving out these mortgages mm-hmm. um, or approving uh, loans to these home buyers that are in that area because it's like throwing money away, you know. It's, yeah. Let um, let alone the insurance companies. Exactly. So they're like they're they're lying about it, and they're not even good liars about you know mm-hmm. the lies that they're telling. So <laughs> they lie so much they still suck at it. <laughs> and they just depend on people not paying attention and having a short memory span mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to that. And yeah. it's all part of the manipulation. Yeah, I think that's why the news cycle is so like rapid. You know, one day going in all kinds of different directions. So that yeah, like you said, if they're if someone's not like, you know, closely paying attention to it, or you know, it's just it, it, things just fly by, short memory span, like oh, onto the next thing, onto the next thing, and it's like you don't even know how that last thing got resolved or, or what ended up happening with that, but now we're already here. You know what I mean? And it's like that's just. Yeah, it's, it's part of the manipulation. Let's let's keep their their minds here, there, there, there. But you know, let let them not focus on this thing. Just just throw them everywhere. Yeah, you know uh, what was the latest thing that um, Biden said? Um, um, it was something that uh, Trump had said that was a was a crisis, and he. He comes out like he's the one that figured out that it was a crisis. Oh, the the TikTok thing, um, mm. or yeah, it, it was TikTok. Remember? You yeah, know, he came out and he was going to ban it, and well, he actually did, um, and he had an executive order, and um, he called it a national crisis. And Biden comes in, and you know, he takes off. You know, he makes an executive order to get rid of uh, uh, Trump's executive order <laughs> and said that it was never a crisis. Now he comes out and says that it's a crisis. So it's like, you know, they, they continue these lies and um, they're never held accountable. Why? Because the media is part uh, yeah. of the government. It's an extension of the government. So they don't hold, hold them accountable. Imagine if Trump did that, you know, he wouldn't be impeached 10 times over. They try to impeach him for crap that, you know, wasn't even true. It was fabricated and, and it went through the entire process. And then they find, you know, that it wasn't in a, it it wasn't true. So therefore they can't impeach him. Yeah. Imagine if there was something that was true, they would have impeached them 10 times over. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Cause it's, uh, I think, you know that that double standard, right? It's it's so obvious nowadays how you know when one group does this, nothing. But when someone else does this, it, it's it's loud, right? Everyone's loud about it. And you know there there was something else where it was like just recently, but I'm, I'm kind of going blank on it, where. You know, exactly what you're saying, right? If Trump would have done that or if it would have been Trump, 
something with Biden. But if it would have been Trump, it's well, like yeah. if, if, if uh, Hunter Biden was uh, uh, Don Jr. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be he'd he'd already be locked up. <laughs> he, yeah, the before they even proved it. <laughs> yeah, there would have been rumors, and you know, based off the rumors, they're probably already trying to impeach him, and they got. Both of them locked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's they're they're so untrustworthy. You know what I mean? It's it's crazy. It's it's like we were talking about, like you know, having <clears throat> having elections nowadays, and, and and people don't trust it, right? You got your media, your news sources, nobody trusts them. Uh, your politicians, your representation, nobody trusts them. You know. So it's like it, it, it's crazy, and you know, yeah, people have to wake up because all those people that that are in politics for for their own well being. I mean, you know, it's obvious, right? A lot of them go in and they come out rich. Um, you know, the only person that in their time frame in in, in working in the government, the only person that benefited from it was themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and their, you know, their districts getting worse. You know, for example, Nancy Pelosi, right? Everybody knows she got really rich work, you know, being in Congress. But if you look at her district, San Francisco, it's like, what has she done for the people of of the of that city, right? What what has she helped advance? Obviously, there's you know, mayors, the governor, and all that stuff for for the state, the city, and all that. But you know. You would imagine the representation that's out there in Washington is kind of bringing light to all the issues in your state, in your city, your district, and you're trying to get those addressed too. Yeah. Um, can you look up and see if um, Gavin Newsom called the National Guard or something like that to go to San Francisco? Oh, I think I had seen, I had heard that, but uh, I don't know if it, it was official. Let me see. I believe was it for fentanyl, supposedly. I think so. Let's see. <clears throat> I'll go to. I'll go to NPR. I'm pretty sure they're pretty woke. <laughs> <laughs> so that way they're not like. Uh, wait a second, if I can share this. Uh, share screen. Okay. Here we go. All right. It says NPR, according to NPR. So let's see. They're not fake news, right? Um, Governor Newsom sends National Guard and the CHP, okay, to tackle San Francisco's fentanyl crisis. So this is April 22nd, 2023. <laughs> California Governor Gavin Newsom is directing the California Highway Patrol and National Guard to assist. San Francisco authorities in combating the fentanyl crisis in the city. The two agencies will be partnering with local police department and the district attorney's office to attempt to stem trafficking of the deadly synthetic op- opioid. <clears throat> two truths can coexist at the same time. San Francisco's violent crime rate is below comparably sized cities like Jacksonville and Fort Worth. Oh. <laughs> he chose Florida and Texas. Okay. And there is 
Also, more we must do to address public safety concerns, especially the fentanyl crisis, Newsom said in a press statement on Friday. So, yeah, the four agencies are expected to crack down on crimes linked to fentanyl and increase law enforcement presence in public areas. It says, however, Newsom's office vowed that the operation will not target those with drug addictions and instead focus on the drug suppliers and traffickers. Huh. So if you don't target the people that are buying it and just the people that are selling it, doesn't it keep <laughs> supply and demand? Doesn't it keep demand? You keep the words out of my mouth. So if the demand is still there, the supply is going to be there. So you They're take not- one, <laughs> you take one supplier out, the demand is still there. Another supplier comes in. Hmm. Yeah. But if let's think um if you go after the supply, the suppliers, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Yeah, it, it makes no sense. It makes zero sense. Uh and if there's no demand for it, I it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Huh, I'll right. make sure I read that right. However, Newsom's office vowed that the operation will not target those with drug addictions and instead focus on drug suppliers and traffickers. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if if they're not going to target the people that are buying it, and even if they, let's say, let's say they're not targeting them to, what is it, to arrest them, right? That's what I'm assuming. They're not going to arrest people that are actually using it um, mm-hmm. or in possession of it. So... I mean, how much, how much fentanyl can you be in possession of to be like, oh, okay, I was going to use this. So then do you let that person go? Because you just think, okay, they're an addict. That's not, it's so, it's like, what do you call it? It's like such a gray area and knowing the way that crime gets, uh, handled in these, in these, uh, cities. I, I doubt like anything will come of this. I mean, well, if let's go back to you know these um, um, AGs and DAs and all of these people. So there's a lot of stories that cops aren't even arresting people because you know the DA is not pressing charges. So so even if they target them. And they go after them, and they don't press charges. It, I mean, what's the point? That's yeah, because there's no consequence, and that person's just gonna go back to, you know, I guess selling more, buying more, wh- whatever it is that mm-hmm. they got caught, right? And I mean, so there's two things that are funny about the story, which is like, okay, the the first thing is increasing police presence. So the group that's so defund the police, anti-police is increasing police presence. But it, it also it's like, well, they're not going to target anybody. Dude, you just hit the nail on the head. You hit the nail on the head. Check this out. Remember we talked about what they want? They're, they're putting it in motion. Remember we talked about so defund the police was about taking local police enforcement out of it mm-hmm. 
now they've got the National Guard coming mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. nationalizing it, yeah, federalizing it instead of local, local and, law and, enforcement. And, and people think it's okay. That's the way they're they're actually That's exactly what she said. Talk about validation. <laughs> this episode should be called validation. From Macaulay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's exactly what you said. Uh, it was the episode before Peter, I think. Wow. Um, oh, and the other point I was going to make, it's like, well, if, if Gavin Newsom really wants to stop fentanyl, how about he sends the National Guard to the border? Where the fentanyl is coming from. Hmm. How about that? How about you, like you said, root cause? How, how about you just hit the root? <laughs> Validation number three. So far. <laughs> Order. Oh my goodness, man! It's it's crazy. It's like <laughs> what do you call it? Conspiracy facts. Um, so yeah, they're they're turning into conspiracy facts. Wow! And, and it's it like, will be San Francisco, the one that starts National Guard on the streets, mm-hmm. doing the job that local law enforcement should be doing Mm -hmm. it's happening yeah yeah it's (laughs) it's crazy man because like you know how we talked about this before and then you see these kind of things that are validating what we're talking about you know because sometimes you know and i and i I, when i'm talking with christian sometimes we'll be like man like it feels like we're crazy it feels like we're the crazy ones sometimes because you know Sometimes you see people and they just don't get it. And it feels like, damn, am I crazy? <laughs> but then you have these kind of stories come out. And it's like, no, I'm not crazy. <laughs> no, I mean, this is validation that you are not crazy. So, <laughs> but see how they do it? Yeah. It's like how many people are going out there? Hey, man, you were talking about defund the police. Now you got the CHP going into the cities. You got National Guard going into a city. Yeah, um, you're saying that there's no border crisis, drugs aren't coming through there, there's no drug smuggling coming through there, but you know we've got a fentanyl problem that National Guard is coming in to try to help and resolve. After yeah. you said defund the police, the crime rate is down, but we need the National Guard for drug, you know, consumption and trafficking and X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Dude, it it it. Definition of um, what's the term that everybody loves to use nowadays? Gaslighting. Gaslighting. <laughs> Stop gaslighting me, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, it's like sometimes it feels like you're crazy, but it's also like, you know, people got to wake up. Like, you, how can I put it? it it's, it's fr- frustrating to see people still don't see it. And it's so obvious. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, like people have to wake up. Like, it's going to get to a point where it's going to be, you know, well, it might not ever be. It might, this might be exaggerating or being overly dramatic, but it, you know, it'll get to a point where it's going to be too late, whether that's for the country, whether that's for your state, whether that's for your city or your own home. Like one of those is going to get to a point where it's too late. You know, by the time you realize 
or want to accept that, damn, like, oh, I was wrong or, or, you know, whatever. Like, I think people got to, you know, they're, they're real prideful too. Right. Especially like, for example, like if you get like those real, like super liberal people that are so anti-Trump that they hate him, never Trump, whatever um, they are. It's like, even those people got to admit, all right, we're not better off than we were uh, today. you know, when Trump was in office, um, where the possibility of World War III is like right there, you know, it's around the corner. It wasn't like that with Trump. And, you know, food prices, gas prices. Yeah, there's so many things like you could take it to like a low level or you could take it to an extreme level. But they're all worse than than when Trump was in office. And that's just a fact. I mean, like I said, you can see it every day. So I don't know. I feel like people got to either swallow their pride or like pay attention and, and like actually wake up. Yeah. My mind goes to, you know, well, how many of the average Joes, aside from us, that, you know, we talk, mm-hmm. actually verbalize what they're feeling or, you know, what their opinion is? All we hear is the corrupt and maybe the bad shape crazies mm-hmm. that, are, that are out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I still stand, you know, that this is the majority. The The minority has control of the bullhorns right now. That's why we only hear it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that that's my opinion. I think, I think uh, people see it, people get it. We just get frustrated with the people that, you know, we see that don't, that, that don't get it. I think the majority of the people, whether it's, you know, deep down in the bones, they, they know, they know what the reality is. You know, I was talking to someone on the phone and they're like, oh, uh, they were, we were both driving on, on Bluetooth. And then um, he's like, man, I can't believe the chickens that I'm looking that I see in front of me in this semi, you know, being transported. Mm-hmm. They're supposedly uh, free range chickens and stuff like that. And GMO free. Yeah. They look all beat up and, you know, all diseased and sick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like people see it, man. Yeah, yeah, you see them on the on the ninety nine, the five. <laughs> yeah, and people see the reality is just that we're average Joes. We don't, you know, we're not the AOCs where they're they've got camera crews and mm-hmm. they're taking photo ops and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, hopefully here soon the bullhorn bullhorn will be ripped away from them. And, you know, we'll start seeing who the real majority is. And I think part of it is going to be like, dude, I can't wait to see. They're going to have to cheat their asses off to win in 2024. Yeah. Um, But we'll see. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, well, hopefully even if they are just, average joes right more of them start to speak up more of them start to you know do something you know i think they do i mean look if we compiled all the instagram videos or tiktok videos um out there 
mm-hmm. of um, where they're knocking. I just saw one uh, maybe two days ago. I was kind of flipping through my phone, and it was I I think uh, it was, I don't have TikTok, but someone sent it to me. Um, and uh, it was of uh, someone knocking on the door. They were running for city council or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they're knocking on the door. The guy's got a mask on and everything. And he's got the little ring camera. What a hero. <laughs> yeah, my hero. So he's knocking on the door. And uh, you could hear the guy talking from inside the house from the other side of the door. He goes, who is it? And it's he goes, it's so-and-so. And I'm running for office, da 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 da, right? Yeah. And the guy goes, "Are you a Democrat?" And then he's, uh, uh, "Yes, yes, I am." And he's like, "Well, you can leave." So he basically, you know, shoes him off, goes away, and stuff like that. I think that is happening more and more, but we just don't see it. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you know, to, to that point, it's like if, if there are more. Even like you said, even though they have the bullhorn and they're loud now, it's like there are more average Joes than them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the that's the beauty of of being the, the way this government is set up and being the people is there's more of us than them. So if we, in a sense, get our shit together, we're going to be able to, you know, make the effective change that we want. And, you know, it's not. It's not like a violent thing or anything like that. It's just like, no, we 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 have the power where we want to make the change. We're going to make this change. This is what it is because we, the people, rule. Yeah. So I think more people have to, you know, start speaking up on that, on saying, no, we have the power. Because I think, I don't, I don't know if we were saying that before, but it's like, you know, a lot of people just think the government is the one that's, you know, that... They, they rely on them. The government's doing what's in their best interest or it's like the person that doesn't pay attention to their kids in school. You know, you're relying on the teacher. They're going to do what they got to do. So it's um, I'm going blank on the word, but it's just like you're just. Is it dependent? Um, but you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean is that. um we give we we give them the control when we really have the control. They're supposed to represent what we want and do um, advocate for us. Mm-hmm. And that those people that you're talking about don't expect the politicians or the people that hold office to advocate for us. Um, and that's what the expectation should be. We were mm-hmm. talking in past episodes, and we talked about it um, with Peter on the last one. Is that um, that is gone. That notion is gone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes back to the whole education thing. Mm-hmm. Is that we don't really we know it's wrong. We realize that they're not doing what we want them to do, but we need to understand that we have decision making power. We can decide not to stand for it and mm-hmm. impeach them out of their position and get someone in there as many times as it takes so that they do advocate for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, I think my, <clears throat> my main thing is like, 
how long or or is the majority of the people going to wait? Do you know what I mean? Like, like I was saying, it's like because it gets to a point where, like, like if we want to talk to like on the on the kid level, like on the children, it gets to a point where it gets it's too late, right? And in, in a sense where it's not, you know, your your child's older, they're able to quote unquote think for themselves. And then, so kind of like what you're saying, right? Like, like the the kid that goes, "Tú no sabes, es de, eres de tiempos diferentes," you know? Like, you kind of get into that, and not that it's like too late, where it, it's it's uh, what do you call it? It's it's pointless, mm-hmm. or, or you can't come back from that. But it is harder. Yeah. Um... The only thing that I could tell you is to get to that point, you have to reach a a precipice where you're not going to take it anymore. You got to understand that the way that we are living right now, although it seems bad to us compared to other countries and other nations, Mm -hmm. it's really, really good. Yeah, yeah. And the the way that they've been making the changes and uh, manipulating us, it's it's like a slow boil. Have you had have you heard that metaphor? Um it's like if you get a frog and you put it in a in a pot with water with just like room temperature water and you turn up the heat, mm-hmm. the frog won't be able to tell that the water is getting hot um, and it will boil, right? Mm-hmm. But if you have a boiling pot of water and you throw the frog in there, it's going to jump right back out because it feels the difference in the heat. Mm-hmm. So that's what they're doing. That's that's what their strategy is, is that they do that slow boil to where we don't even feel the difference in the temperature. It's just happening. Mm-hmm. And it's, and I think when people start realizing they come, they get to that precipice where they realize what's happening is when you start fucking with their kids yeah. and with their money. Yeah. So watch, you know, what do we say? Validation. Mm-hmm. So let's see if we get validated on that point, because if it wasn't for social media, right. I think that's the. I think that's the tipping point. Ending up on uh, the the school councils, mm-hmm. dude. There's a lot of people standing up mm-hmm. and saying no to this crap. Yeah. And if it wasn't for social media, we would think that no one's standing up. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. No. And and I think that that's the. To me, like that's one of the. The tipping point. That's like the precipice. That's the precipice. Like how they're they're trying to mess with kids to where they're normalizing all this this stuff that little by little leads into you know normalizing grown men being with children. It's like that's I think where people are really gonna say, you know, fuck this. They, they, this they're they're going too far. You know, that that's and, and they're trying to normalize these these sort of things like little by little right in little increments 
it's kind of like how we were talking about earlier, how, how Biden said what he said. He didn't say it direct, but it's just kind of subtle enough to where if you're paying attention, you know what he's saying, right? So it's like when you see about all these, you know, drag things, whatever the UN is trying to recommend, it's like, it's subtle, but you, you can see what it is. You can see what's coming. And I think it, it gets to the point where it's like, you know, no, the people are going to have to make a stand, right? Make a decision, which, which way are you going to go? And, you know, I, I was listening to another podcast and the guy was putting it in a way that made sense. It was like, well, he kind of connected like all this current um, normalization of pedophilia, basically, and how the Epstein thing happened, right? And you never got to hear who exactly, there's no charges for anybody else. You know, the whole Epstein thing happens. Nobody gets charged, just that lady and him. And he hangs himself. Um, And all these powerful people that went to the island, you know, more than likely did things with minors or people underage. You know, they're, it's kind of like a, Conspiracy theory, <laughs> so to speak. Well, I'll tell you what, that's still going on. And yeah. Bill Gates' name is being thrown around on there. The only thing is, who's got the bullhorn? Yeah. So they're not they're not um reporting on it. Yeah. And and what he was trying to say is they're normalizing this pedophilia thing because all these crazy people, all these people in power that have already partaken in that shit. When when pedophilia is normal and allowed, those people get off because they go, oh, you know, it was a different time, but hey, that it's it's fine today. Yeah. So those people never get the justice they deserve. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so you know what? I mean, That's it's been happening for a long time. It's been happening before Epstein got arrested. Maybe yeah, they're fast tracking it more yeah. now because. They 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 see it coming. They're like, "Hey man, that that black book is gonna be dropped here pretty soon." So, you know what? I know we've been trying to normalize it for years and trying to pass <laughs> to get it now know, <laughs> bills and stuff like that, and the people haven't been buying it. So we need to fast track it. You know, we need to get this done sooner than later. So, may, yeah, they're forcing it. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what he's trying to get. You know, that person was trying to get at is that now they're really fast tracking it. They're forcing it because they see that hammer that's a, that's about to drop. And going back to the point of, uh, you know, the precipice being the kids and money. Mm-hmm. And so I think kids are, you know, will get people there faster than, you know, messing with their money. Um, so, yeah, they see it coming and they're getting ready for it. I agree with that. I didn't listen to the podcast, but I can tell you that I agree with the, you know, um, whatever point that they were trying to make straight up. Yeah. No, it, I mean, the, the way he put it, it was, it was a, it was a valid point, you know, the way he structured it. I was like, okay, that makes sense. And it's like, yeah, you know, it, it's one of those things where, like you said, when you start messing with kids and, and you start introducing things like that, trying to normalize things like that. I think that's when more and more people are really going to put their foot down and 
you know, not allow it. Even if they want to fast track it, I think they're going to red pill more people when they fast track it. It's going to work against yeah, yeah. them. Yeah, exactly. The, so, the slow, the slow boil effect um, is taken out because instead of you know a little notch at a at a time, you know they have to bump it up several notches now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait a minute, that water is getting a little too warm too fast right now. I can feel it. Yeah, and then you, you got a couple frogs right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, look this up. Talking about validation. Look up um, increase in homeschooling. I don't know if they have like a um, certain time period that they they measure that on. Let's see. Oh, yeah, there's this little graph. Let's see. I'll share this right now. Looks like it's gone up a lot. See if that validates, you know, people waking up and seeing what's really going on. So you got this. It says applications doubled from 2018. There were, okay, hold on. Growth of homeschooling in the United States. Let me see if I can make this bigger. Here we go. Oh, hold on. Share this tab. Okay. So that's kind of growth of homeschooling in the United States. I mean, just with that. Upward trend. Deep freaking upturn there even if it if you can't really see it that much you could come on man what is it thousands okay so we got um, yeah i mean it's just going up skyrocketing since since 16 to to 2021 and you know it's a lot of it probably has to do with the the overreaching during the pandemic you know having to constantly have a kid masked up and a lot of parents weren't uh they ramped up this whole freaking agenda too yeah 21 is that 21 yeah it's 21 dude that's when they started pushing all this crazy stuff yeah so there, there's that. Both of those things combined, you know, a lot of parents mm-hmm. just said, "Uh-uh, no, no more." Look, this type of these type of numbers, this this type of da- data validates that people <laughs> know what's going on and that we're the majority. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody says. Data <laughs> is data, exactly. And and it's just you know, you know, we homeschool. And, and yeah, at this point, at this rate, I would, I wouldn't send any of my kids to a public school at all. I'm not, I'd rather keep them here. I'd rather, you know, we'd rather kind of go through it here and, 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 you know, be in control of her education. We pick a curriculum that where we know everything that's in it. There's no, uh, what do you call it? The random person trying to give whatever agenda they have to my kid. It's like, no, I got, I picked the cur- curriculum 
I know exactly what's in it. I know what my child is going to get out of it. And I think that's why people go through homeschool now because there, there's also that angle, right? You don't, you don't trust you, you, the schools can't even tell you what's in the curriculum, but you're supposed to just trust them and send your kid there. No, where they're trying to block the parents from, you know, even being involved in it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how does, how does that convey trust? Not at all. Hey, hey, parent, you can't be involved in what your kid's learning. <laughs> and and we, you know, we can hide what they're learning. We don't have to tell them what, you know, we don't have to tell you what they're learning. Mm-hmm. What kind of trust is that instill? Oh, I'm going I'm to show this clip because what's his name? Bill, is it Bill Maher? He is super, well, I don't know. Every time I hear him, it sounds like he's getting more and more red pilled. But he's <laughs> he's a lefty. No, 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 no. Hey, <laughs> he's exactly what you were talking about earlier, moments ago. Is this guy is probably worried about when that little black book is gonna drop, and he's trying to flip the switch right now. Yeah, so he was one of the nastiest. I couldn't even stand his. I can't stand his voice. You? With some of the absurd, Howard things. Stern must be in that book a lot. Then, yeah, he is. <laughs> you know, he is because <laughs> he really bitched out. <laughs> here's uh here's this one. Just it kind of goes into what we've been talking about. The amount of indoctrination that that's happening in schools and, and universities is, I think, far beyond what parents realize. Parents are just generally not aware of what their, their kids are being told. You know, who are the first few presidents of the United States? Uh, the, 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 they could name Washington, uh, but and I said, well, what do you know about him? Well, he was a slave owner. What else? Right. Exactly. <laughs> Nothing. Slavery is obviously a, a, a horrific institution, but we should still know more about George Washington than and, that. And by the way, one that was practiced all over the world yes, yes. forever it, since the beginning of time by every race, yes. including people of color. I'm sorry yes. to tell you that. I feel like I'm walking on sure. a roof with a blindfold. I could fall off any time. Yeah. Uh, that was the most innocuous thing. But it's like, you know, I said George Washington was a great president. Well, how yeah. dare you? Yeah, pretty simple, right? <laughs> like, and, and it must and it must suck for for them, right? All, all those uh, lefties, that you know, the way he put it, it's like you're walking on a roof with blindfolds. It's like, yeah, you're gonna fall off because eventually you're gonna say the wrong thing, and you know all that all that stuff that you advocate for, deep platforming, censorship, and all that. I think we had said it before. It's all cool till it turn it gets turned on you. You were talking about it when um, Proposition 8, was it? Yeah, Proposition 8. How everybody it didn't go. Yep. Everybody was uh, voting against it, so they couldn't get it on the vote, on the ballot. So they turned it over to the court system, and then uh, they got it. Yeah. And we said, yeah, you're all happy right now, giving each other high fives and slapping each other on the ass. <laughs> and, and then um, what happens when... That works against you. So it's working against you. That's what that's what people don't. <clears throat> I don't know. That's what people don't. Do they do they just not realize it? Like the that the what's that saying? The pendulum swings eventually it goes the other way. Yeah. Um. Because that that's you know that that's a lot of what's been going on, and 
again, to kind of repeat what we've been saying since the first episode, it's like a lot of these people don't know they're being manipulated. So they don't know they're manipulated. They don't know they're supposed to be looking out for something. You know what I mean? Like, I I believe there's a lot of those people. And I think, um, I think that's why I've been talking about the Che, um, looking into that a lot because I think that's part of the strategy. They go in saying that they they want to help you. They want to be make everybody equal and everything. And as it starts happening, then that pendulum starts swinging back around and you go, but wait a minute, you know, this wasn't supposed to be about me. And then they turn around, no, 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 you wanted this. You were advocating for this. Now this is what equality looks like. So this is, you know, you're going to have this amount of food rationed to you and you're going to have this curfew and you're going to be able to do this and you're only going to be able to own so much or you're not going to be able to own anything because that's the fair thing to do. Yeah. And that's the way that communism works. Yeah. And isn't that what Obama said? Um, didn't he say something to the effect of you're not going to own anything, but you'll be happy? Oh, smokes. Something like that? And I got to look it up, but... No, I re- I do remember that he says you didn't create anything. Yeah, there you go. You, nah, I think that I think that's what it was. I might have been thinking something else. <laughs> but yeah, like that, hey, door, that business... That's not out of pocket either. I think he <laughs> might have said that too. So, but I do remember that you didn't create anything. You didn't create it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was it. That was the one I was thinking. That that he, uh, yeah, he said that business that you have, you didn't create it. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Okay. There you go. I wonder who said the one I, I just said right now. <laughs> Somebody said that. Punch it in and see. If it you will up. own nothing and be happy. That oh, it says, it says you'll own nothing and be happy is a phrase originated by Danish politician Ida Aukin in 2016 essay for the World Economic Forum. Oh, there you go. The, the Great Reset, the World Economic Forum. Those wonderful people. You know what? We should test it. Starting (laughs) with her. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Sounds like she wants to volunteer. All those people at the economic forum. I volunteer them. (laughs) Let's do an experiment. Here you go. Here you go. Look at this one. (laughs) What? It says, che, it says, why is Che Guevara respected? Che Guevara is the purest part of the Cuban revolution. He is the symbol of the ideal of the revolution. He is the symbol of innovation. We all need change and we need hope. He is the symbol of hope. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> yeah. Change. Hope. <laughs> what, when did we hear that? <laughs> Obama. Now read that one. Che Guevara created systems that put gay people in labor camps. Sweet. 
it's like the 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 people that love what this guy is about. It's like, uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, wait until you know we when we do this. He was a rapist. <laughs> he raped women. <laughs> oh my goodness, man! Yeah, I mean that's what people don't don't uh, you know, they're just following trends. Or they, it's like like I said, like I said earlier, right? They don't, they don't uh, get the full history or the full context of history. Just pick and choose what they want people to hear, and then you know people are left without like huge chunks of history and think things just happen a certain way. Man, that's sad. You know what? What you read right there is. Oh my goodness, I can't even imagine that um, happening nowadays. I mean, obviously from being wrong, but it's it's just sad that people don't even know, you know, what they're representing when they have certain, you know, shirts mm-hmm. and, you know, people from history. Yeah. Manipulation. Just, yeah. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. Sounds like a broken record, but like you were saying earlier, right? Root cause, it's manipulation. And if you want to go deeper, that root, those roots are in the schools because they're, they're going after the kids. And man, you know, but we've been talking about that. We've been trying to tell people, you know, pay attention to the schools, pay attention to what your kids are exposed to at schools. Especially if, you know, if you can't homeschool them, right? Not everybody can do it. We get it. But if you got your kid going to public school, you know, it, it'd be wise to really get into what they're learning, what they're being exposed to day to day. And, you know, because, you know, it, 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 the president's saying they're not your kids. So, <laughs> you know, you got you got to pay attention. You got to stay on top of them. You know, know your yeah. kids like like uh, you had said. Yeah, sad man. But hey, there's good things happening. People are waking up. We saw the chart, so <laughs> yeah, more people are homeschooling. So yeah, people people are definitely awake, especially when it comes to the school system. And you know, I I, I don't think it's gonna. I can't imagine like the school system going in this direction last any longer. They're probably gonna have to really revamp, and if and if it wait and we and if it takes until you know Trump winning the presidency again, and he's and he does implements what uh what he had said in that audio clip, then you know I think eventually it's gonna it's gonna change. Yeah, because like you said, mm-hmm. enough. Yeah, enough. Enough average Joes will eventually start making noise. Yeah, I think um, the movement's already started. Whether it's, you know, Trump uh, gets in or not, people are fed up with it. You know, we see very uh, limited amount of clips of, you know, parents speaking out in school council meetings and stuff like that. I guarantee you it's a lot more people. There's a lot more people. These people, these uh, politicians they won't be able to go in public. They can't go in public anymore. They get heckled. 
Mm-hmm. You know, there's a bunch of videos of uh, of them going out there. That's why, you know, they're hiding behind these houses, these big ass, big ass mansions, properties with fences, fences and, and walls, <laughs> walls and security, armed security. security. <laughs> so. Yeah, man, it's. The hypocrisy, the hypocrisy, right? God. The hypocrisy. Oh my gosh, you're gaslighting me, man. Guns are bad. Uh, unless they're protecting me, they're good. I get past my uh, armed guard. The guns are bad. <laughs> oh man, but uh, no, I mean, uh, you know, like you said, there's a lot of good in this world, and people. The, the people that are awake are making noise and the more noise they, they make, we make, you know, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna change some minds, right? You know, we got, we got till in a sense, you know, November, 2024 to change a lot of minds. And hopefully as a country, we make a better decision, better decisions overall when it comes to representation and, you know, just again, people that are gonna fight for our 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 well being, you know, for us yeah. to to be doing good in this country. And yeah. you know, anybody that's not advocating for us to be doing the best we possibly can be doing, everybody, then you know, we don't need those people. Yeah, and something to look out for. Is remember what we were talking about, you know, um, making our void or making a statement without being violent or anything like that, mm-hmm. you know, with our money. So take pay attention to what's happening. Look, these. Um, so a good example is Bud Light and Heiser uh, Bush. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're losing all kinds of money. Now they've got multiple ads going back to the old um, America theme. You know, commercials, you know, God bless America type of commercials, right? So they're retreating, right? They're losing a ton of money. They, I wasn't, I'm not going to say that they were going to, you know, you know, you know, go bankrupt or anything like that. But if they would have kept going in that route, maybe that's a possibility, Mm -hmm. right? That's why they made a U-turn. Yeah, because they took a substantial hit either way. Yeah. So my point is this, um, these uh, media outlets, Fox, CNN, you know, MSNBC, da, 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 mm-hmm. you know, you, you can go on and on. They, they're losing money. Yeah. You know, Fox lost a, a, a ton of sub, subscri- sub, subscribers and subscribers. There you go. Mm-hmm. And um, um, we're making an impact with our money validation mm-hmm. that we are the majority. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, what more can I say? These people are going to fail. <laughs> it's a matter of time. Time is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Time is crazy. And Good. parents are homeschooling. It, you know, time is crazy. It's showing it. Mm-hmm. Everybody. We're trending. Yeah. We yeah. are the majority. Yeah. You know what? I dare them to push harder. The harder they push, the follow the, the faster they they'll fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yep. And you know, one one of these days, one of these one of these episodes is gonna go real viral because <laughs> we're gonna say something that you know everybody's gonna hear, and we're gonna you know open some eyes too. Because I think I think uh, you know, like I said, we have till next election for not just us but anybody in general, right? You know, we're just we're just two guys that decided, all right, we're gonna do this. And, and you know, use our voice to pinpoint things and and point out things that people may not be hearing about, or giving people a different side of things. And you know, who knows? The, the, I'm sure there's others out there as well, right? Oh, you there's, know, a, there's a lot of people. There's so a lot of people. you know, and, and one of them, somebody is gonna kick off to where you have another prominent voice, right? And then maybe another one and another one. And and it's just gonna start to grow, so they won't have the bullhorn. You know, the bullhorn will be on, you know, our side, and hopefully we're not being uh, using it in the manner that they are, basically. Yeah. So we'll see how it all plays out. But you know, I uh, I feel I'm on the right side right now. <laughs> yeah. No. No. yeah. The side that's, that's against fucking pedophilia, I feel like I'm on the right side right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not to be overconfident, but, you know, I feel it. I feel that, I, you know, I've been saying it, you know, we're the majority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just confident in it, you know? Yeah, for sure. Cool. All right, then. Well, that was the episode. I'm going to call it validation because we pinpointed at least three or four where what we <laughs> what we said we're able to provide a current oh it's called <laughs> a recent time current event that validates exactly what we've been saying you know and then not yeah. to be like i told you so or anything like that but just say hey you know it's exactly what we're talking about <laughs> that's what the patterns you know there you go the patterns are showing themselves yeah that's it simple as that All right, then, everybody. Well, we'll catch you guys on the next one and uh, take care.